Hi, welcome to today's podcast. I'm Sean Newman and I work with over 100 self-employed estate agents and I'm there to provide them with all the tools, support and help they need to be successful, earn a great income and achieve their goals. Today, I'm joined by Sam Funnel, who's going to tell us a bit about his journey from being an employed estate agent and seeing other people around him taking, uh, becoming self-employed estate agents, but then having the reservations himself and how he overcame those concerns and then discussing where he is today. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Welcome, Sam. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Um, so... Obviously, you've made that transition through going from a, an employed estate agent to a self-employed estate agent. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about the same thing. And it just thought it'd be really interesting if you could just share your journey with us. So um, could you start by just telling me when you started as an estate agent and how it all started and what appealed to you? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I've been an estate agent for 25 years now. And... Um 25 years ago, you saw jobs in newspapers and I just remember seeing this one and I was at a bit of a crossroads in my life, had no idea what I was going to be doing. Um, and somebody said to me, what about this? And I thought, yeah, I can do that. Um, and sort of fast forward 25 years later, here I am. Um, so what, still appealed, doing it. what appealed to you about the role and what were your hopes and dreams when you first started? I think it was uh, definitely a people thing. You know, I enjoyed uh, working with people, dealing with people, talking to people. Um, and that was probably the earliest introduction uh, to a state agency where it was very much a face-to-face -face business with, with buyers and sellers. So, um, and I loved it. And I spent the first three or four weeks wanting my first sale like I've never wanted anything before. And it was uh, uh, just incredible. And the, the pace of it, in the 90s, it was quite different. I think the pace of the property market in that latter part of the late 90s was just incredible. You know, the, the numbers of houses that were being sold it was huge. Um, and it was exciting. And uh, it was fast-paced, great industry to work in, great camaraderie with your colleagues, uh, there still is today, but you know, arguably, uh, the work hard, play hard mentality back then was was uh, quite interesting, and um, uh, it was a fantastic environment to work in. Brilliant. And what? So, what was your first role? Did you start as a negotiator, and what were you doing? Yeah, I started as a, a sales negotiator. I think I earned five hundred pound a month basic wage. Um, I've quickly progressed up to being a sales manager within about three years of, of starting where I did at a local independent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then went on to work for another very well-renowned independent, similar earnings, but just a different um, mentality with regard to the technology that was being used at the time, which was very progressive. And I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but that seems like a long, long time ago, you know, we were only sat there with, one computer in one office at the time, you know, and, and that was just a database of tenants and everybody sat there with a box full of buyers' names and details, hot boxes, most people would refer yeah. to it. So then, so then you moved from a sales manager to, um, did you move to another company? What? Yeah, um, I moved to Newman's and uh, that's, if you recall, was about 2001 um, and... I became a valuer stroke lister at the time. Yeah. Uh, and 
yeah, that was brilliant. That was a really, really good introduction to you know another fast-paced agent who was very progressive. Um, and yeah, we we had a team of quite possibly what eighteen people on that sales floor down there. So it was it was a fantastic environment to work in. Great team ethic. Um, yeah, really interesting in in terms of getting into a bigger. Um, area for for working in you know which was was hugely different to where i was before that yeah and so then you made the move to finding country uh as again as an employee yeah um and what was the reason for that move yeah finding country felt like a bit of a natural um uh, natural change for me because I, i was dealing with a lot of clients um you know very knowledgeable and educated uh, and I felt that you know in a sense that's where I wanted to place my services you know in front of people who were quite high net worth um, and you know selling some fantastic homes so it just felt like a natural progression um, so yeah I became a, a branch manager at the time uh, 10 years ago this May I think it was so yeah, yeah. and you um Obviously, as a, as, a, as a branch manager, you've obviously got a lot of responsibilities. And, and did you enjoy that? And how did that feel? And 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 how in the later years, how how, how yeah. did that change? Um, so yeah, I I took on quite a lot of responsibilities at the time. Um, you know, hiring and and obviously looking after all the profit and loss and stuff, um, which was great. Um, you know, wasn't it naturally part of my skill set? If I'm honest, but it it was something that you do and uh, have to do as a branch manager and the duties that are involved with it. Um, I was still out there listing houses, which I think was primarily my uh, calling. And, you know, the one thing I wasn't doing was selling any at that time. You know, we, we had, uh, you know, two sales negotiators and two or three listers, and that's how it all worked. Um, so it was quite an unusual role. And, well, it seems unusual now, you yeah. know, based on what we're doing, um, you know, and I'm sure you'll go on to explain the well, current yeah. model. Let's let's talk about um, the self-employed model. So a number of your colleagues decided to go on this self-employed model. I'd say actually most of the, most of the company, except you and a few others in, in the, in the yeah. rugby office. Um, and it was, it was completely optional for people to stay employed or go self-employed in, and you made a decision to stay employed, um, which was absolutely fine and suited you and suited everyone. So can you just talk me through what your reasons were for wanting to stay employed? Because obviously a lot of people yeah. in a similar sort of position to you at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I was on a comfortable salary at the time um, and the role was comfortable. I was regularly earning, you know, £60,000 a year, which is by no means a you know, poor wage by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think our own office had a different ethic to others. Um, we were a little bit of an island uh, at rugby. And uh, I think I remember you saying that a couple of times, that, you know, we did need to be a bit more progressive and change with the times. Um, but it took a long time to get there. But I did see some of my colleagues going in self-employment and finding uh, a, a really interesting work lifestyle balance which I never had you know in hindsight 
it was nine to five thirty every day, but I wasn't. I was often there beyond nine five thirty. You know, it was it was there was a consistent contract you had to appeal to that said, right, this is what you've got to work, and these are the hours you're going to work. And so, when the self-employment model came, it sort of passed me by a little bit initially, and I looked at it from afar, and I thought, no, nah, no, nah, I can't take that risk. You know, I've got nothing behind me, you know, to, to support that entry into the self-employment thing. What if I didn't sell a house? What if I didn't one month sell anything at all? What would that mean for my family and my children? Um, and I, that, that was playing on my mind consistently for at least, well, two, three years before I did it. Yeah. So, and were there any other fears um, or concerns um, so there's the lack of confidence in your ability of yeah, little selling. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, you know, I, I wasn't selling homes at the time, um, although I was taking a, a massive role in it uh, as being, a you know, the branch manager. I think uh, what was interesting to me was, you know, taking that big plunge into self-employment was, was about just having the balls to do it and... And essentially, finding that that you've got, you know, you are as good, if not better, than anybody else. And I was consistently pulling in big results over the last, you know, six years before I went self-employed. So it was daft for me to even think that I should not be able to do what I'm doing uh, because I've been doing it anyway. But I was just getting paid less for it. Yeah. Um, and I think. In, in that sense, it, it, you know, it started to hit home to me. But I think that the idea of self-employment for someone who's been employed for as long as I have is a massive, massive fear factor. And I, I think there's loads of people out there at the moment who are estate agents. And the majority of estate agents in this country will be employed agents. And therefore, it, it's a comfortable environment. Um, if you've got some belief in your ability, uh, really you can take your earnings to the next level and you can take your lifestyle into a different uh, situation by, by having a little bit more of a, of a work-life balance uh, rather than the uh, consistent, you've got to be at that desk at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, it's just mm. seems alien to me now. But. And so at the time though, when you're employed and you're comfortable, you're earning a good income, you know your hours, it's, it's well, I guess it's comfortable. Um, and I knew you had the ability and I, and I, and you actually knew you had the ability cause you were getting those results. And, mm. and I remember, um, I don't know, can you remember any of the conversations I had with you? And, and I was never pushy. I was never trying to convince you, but I was just no. acting in your best interest to say, Sam, I think you should consider this, but yeah. can you remember those conversations and what you you were thinking? Were you, what were you thinking? Were you thinking he's trying to, yeah. What's the catch? Or uh, uh, yeah, there, there was. Yeah, well, there was this obvious sort of decision in my mind that was like, well, no, 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 it can't can't be right. You know, at, at the time there was a handful of self-employed individuals, and we were only recruiting self-employed individuals uh, for neighbouring offices. Um, and of course, some of them were were earning a significant sum. Our problem is we we had uh, a structure in the office that had to be broken down a bit. You know, so you had. Two salespeople, two listers, branch manager, and therefore, if one person wanted to start selling houses, 
then it could upset the apple cart a little bit. And therefore, you know, would the office uh, morale uh, start, you know, creeping into being a poor environment to work in? Um, uh, so there was that. Um, we had the first guy that came to work at Fine and Country Rugby who was self-employed um, was a guy called Graham Lee, um, who he, he was he was brilliant. And the first week he started working there, you almost felt this could be employed versus self-employed. You know what what was going to happen in there? But in a way, he he solved a lot of. Uh, those problems by demonstrating how you could work as a team in that environment, whether you're employed or self-employed. Mm. And, uh, you know, now uh, he's very famously said he is not used to earning less than £10,000 a month, you know, and uh, uh, he, he's, he's had a fantastic time of it as well. So that, I think, became a, a certain influencer to say, well, okay, he's doing it and actually is producing lesser results than I am, yet he's earning more money than me. Mm. How does that work? Mm. You know? So all of a sudden you start thinking, well, okay. You know, and I remember, I think I put a fantastic, you'll remember it because you were part of the listing process, fantastic property in Yelvertoft, a manor house. Uh, we charged a fee of 2.5%. It was on at £1.75 million. I listed it and Graham sold it. And as part of that process... He earned far more than me just for selling it, and I earned less for listing it. Yeah, ah, that was my trigger point. Yeah. So, it. so what? Yeah, obviously you've got a role as as a manager, and obviously that takes a lot of responsibilities and other things. So, at some point, you thought I'm going to look at being self-employed. What was the trigger? What was the, I don't know the the thing that made you take that leap of faith to? Yeah. I think I was quite lucky because as, as an employed individual, I did have a significant pipeline um, behind me that I could utilise as a as a sort of, you know, fallback position. Um, and, you know, I know how hard it is for new estate agents to come into our business and, and have to work extremely hard in six months. Now, I'd, I'd already done a lot of groundwork. So, you know, at that point, I felt comfortable enough to say, right, Sean, I'm ready uh, I want to do this. Um, as long as the rest of my team are happy for me to do it, let's get on with it. And, you know, I also wanted to get involved again with the the selling, you know, the, the meeting the buyers at that house that I've listed. You know, I didn't want somebody coming to one of my listings who didn't know anything about it. You know, because I think once you've listed a house, the responsibility you have for that client and that property is massive and therefore why would you let anybody else deal with that um so i felt compelled to to really make um a massive increase in 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 the service standards of what we were doing and i just felt the best process was to have somebody starting to list that house and being the person at the end of the process who was giving the keys to the buyers yeah uh, and and i don't think That'll be changing for some time to come. And so tell me where you are now. How do you feel now? And, and looking back, you know, with hindsight, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's probably fair to say I wish I'd done it earlier now, you know, and, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a fantastic uh, couple of years for me. And, uh, 
you know, I went self-employed in uh, June 2019. Uh, it's exactly two years, two years to the day, really, uh, that I did that. Um, and I've had some extraordinary results. I've uh, exchanged contracts on, you know, one million pounds worth of fees in, in that period of time. Um, and, you know, I've worked hard, you know, being no doubt, things don't come for free. You know, there are times when I've been working six days a week to make it work. But then there's other times where I'm going, do you know what, I'm going to have a few days off, I'm going to go out and get in my camper van and disappear for a few days or, you know, play things golf, like that. You play are- golf. Yeah, you know, um, which we do quite regularly with some of the guys uh, in, in the other branches, you know, so you know, th- there's there's some great opportunities there just to um, not take your foot off the gas because, you know, things are always happening in the background. But what I like about this p- position and role is there's so many other things working for you without you having to be there all the time. And I'm sure we'll touch upon that later on, really. Yeah, well, how has your role changed then, you know, and is it better? And, and and then maybe we could talk about the work-life balance and, and how yeah. your life is. So, yeah, the, the role is better. Um, I'm dealing with listings and sales from the start of the process through to the end of it. And uh, I think that's a great thing to, to do. Um, the uh, joy of, of, you know, introducing someone to, to a property, getting the best price for the sellers, um, and then ensuring that journey is comfortable is is still very very important for me. And I think if you've still got a passion for that, and I've I've had it for twenty five years now, then you know that that will go a long way in this industry. And if you haven't got a passion for it, then there's no point in doing it. Yeah. No point in doing it. it. Really isn't. But I wonder whether there's people that have got um, in a manager's role. Yeah. that aren't getting to do what I call the fun part of the job. You know, as a manager, you often get dragged into doing reports, meetings, KPIs. You're either yeah. micromanaging someone else or someone's micromanaging you. And the fun part of the job, the bit that you're now doing, which is listing the house, selling the house, getting the handing the keys over, they're perhaps missing that. But And, and are you missing the management responsibilities? And did, you know? No, no, not really. I, there's bits of it. Because I've been doing it for 25 years, it's, it's difficult to sort of cast off some of the old bits that are quite enjoyed, you know. Um, I still like being at the forefront of a business and, and being part of the decision-making if we can. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I also prefer to be just there, out there on the road um, and, you know, not tied down to an office all day, um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, for me, fantastic. Um, you know, I can, I can take the kids to school um, in the morning, and not have to be there for 8.30 meetings or whatever, you know, this sort of stuff, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, in a way that works for me. And uh, and I think, you know, with, with a work lifestyle balance, yeah, it does allow you to have a little bit more financial freedom because you're earning more money. Um, but more importantly, you know, you can spend some time, you know, time out, which is important yeah. to time in, isn't it? You mentioned earnings. So, you know, how has your earnings changed from being an employee to self-employed? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. I can actually give you something today while we're, while oh, really? we're here. Okay. So, you know, for those that don't know, in, in our business, we have a, a 10K club. Uh, so that's given to uh, agents that have earned 
£10,000 in a month. We have a 20K club for those that are earning £20,000 a month. And then we, you know, we thought that was going to be, most people would be happy and comfortable with those sort of figures. And then people started earning £30,000 a month. We've had the 30, 30K club. Um, and Sam, you're in our 40K club. So I just want to say congratulations oh, to you, thank you uh, very much. for, for being in our 40K club. Um, and it is incredible what people can earn in this new uh, model of estate agency. Um, for me, I believe that this profession, this industry is a, it's a profession and it should have professionals in it. And those people should be paid as professionals. Um, it's crazy when I see jobs advertised for employed estate agents on, I don't know, 15, 20 grand a year. You mentioned as a, you as far as this, the industry is concerned, you know, when you become manager or an area manager and you're on 50 or 60 grand a year, that's, that's as good as it gets. That's like, yeah. you've made it. And, and I guess at, at the time you thought, yeah, I'm at the top of the tree. I've got, I'm on 60 grand a year. Now, what do you feel looking back at that? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I, I, I mean, you, you, you do, you, you get very much into the role, you know, and, and you know, 60,000 pound a year is not a, a small amount of money by any means. Um, but, you know, you, you've got a passion for professionalizing this industry and, and making it world-class. And I absolutely deeply believe that as well, you know, and I think, if there's one thing that that we we all have a duty to do in, in this industry is is make it massively better than what people perceive it to be and yeah. um unfortunately we're still perceived um in a relatively poor way up there with solicitors and um politicians and the like um but you know the the self-employed model is allowing people to take huge responsibility and you know demonstrate that and you know, I see some of my colleagues and my own sort of five-star reviews that we're getting from clients now, you know, and we don't get that just because we're requesting and asking all this, you know, information to come to us. We're getting it because these people generally want to pass on their thanks, you know, which I think, and it speaks volumes, you know, not only does it help us win future business, but it absolutely gives uh, us complete satisfaction that we're doing the job. It's not all about the money, but the money's fantastic. Um, yeah. But, you know there's still far more joy in um, making sure that that really tough process for a buyer and a seller was eventually a comfortable one because it is a stressful thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and that means they have a lot more than 40k a month, although that's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and so just, just one last question then. So, you know, as a self-employed agent, you're effectively running your own business. You're in total control of your, what you do, your diary and the clients you deal with, the number of clients you deal with. Do you feel that you're able now to offer a better quality of service and marketing and get better results for your clients rather than as an employee where it's all KPIs and just list as many as you can? Uh, yeah, I, I, and you know, there's two or three re reasons for that. I think one is you're able to dedicate more time. Um, th there's no way you can deal with uh, you know 20 listings each in, in this role um, unless you've got a support network that you're employing within your own business. Um, but actually it's much nicer to be dealing with, you know, a core seven to 10 listings at any given time because you're can, able to give them more time. You know, let's be fair. We are charging them a higher fee. They are going to expect a higher standard of service and therefore, you know, it allows us to, uh, work more diligently with 
less listings, but for more financial return. Yeah, brilliant. Makes brilliant. sense. Um, is there anything else you want to add? I mean, for example, if there's someone out there who's listening, who's an employee, they're maybe a manager, they're, they're looking at this, but they've, they've got some concerns and, or, or you know, perhaps not happy in their current, even in fact, I was gonna say if they're not happy in their current role, but you were happy in your <laughs> in a previous role, but yeah. you just thought, well, you know, there was something stopping you, uh, a number of things stopping you. You know, what would your advice be to either yourself back then or anyone else who's listening or watching this? Yeah, um, I think I think the, the thing to, to bear in mind, self-employed role is not for everybody. Mm. It's not. But if you're an employed individual at the moment and you're consistently doing a huge amount of the earnings in that particular office of yours, in that corporate environment, but you feel you're not really getting your worth and you're working hard for that, then then actually you are potentially in the wrong role, hmm. you know, because if your earnings are the best in that office, imagine what they were if you were earning more of that fee and in charge of your life and doing a bit more. Hmm. It, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer. Well, look, Sam, it's been really, really fascinating and I really appreciate your time just sharing your your journey and, and, and what's happened. And um, and obviously, if anyone's got any questions, are you okay if they want to reach out to you and ask and message you? Yeah, on? yeah absolutely. I, you know, um, I'm sure... Uh, my details will be the end of the video or whatever. You can always contact yeah. me uh, email-wise. Feel free. I'd uh, be delighted to hear from anybody. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have spoken to a lot of guys uh, and girls who've been making uh, important decisions in the last sort of 12 to 18 months when uh, they're, they're taking this plunge. And, uh, you know, I I'm happy to provide some reassurance. Yeah. And they can follow you on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so it's Sam Funnel. And... You know, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. And what I will do, what I'd like to do next um, in the next video uh, is have another chat with you about some of the amazing results you've achieved. Some of the, you know, how are you achieving some great fees? How are you getting some great results for your clients, the marketing and, and what you need to do to set up a successful self-employed um, business for yourself? So, um, yeah, great. yeah, let's let's talk about that in the next next chat. All right. Great. Thank you very much for your time. All right. No problem. Thanks, thank you. Sean. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like more information about becoming a self-employed estate agent, I will add a link in the description. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.